0: Hello, all you bloomers. Welcome back to another very, 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 very special episode. I am Alexa, and with me is Ambrosia. Hey, Ambie. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Hello. And we are not alone. We are with the very, very special Elizabeth April, as requested, coming in live from Joshua Tree. How are you, Elizabeth?
2: Good. I'm doing so well. I'm so excited to be here. So thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for
1: being here.
0: We are excited to have you. We were telling you offline that our listeners have been requesting you for, like, a long time now. They love <laughs> you. And it's, you know, this this time right now, I mean, it seems like you're just attracting people to you like malls to a flame. You just you just have yeah. so much information coming through you, and, and we're excited to dive into all of that. But for anyone who's tuning in who just might not be familiar with your work yet, can you just give a little bit about you and what you're into?
2: Yeah, for sure. So I've been clairvoyant my whole life. Um, so I was born with extrasensory abilities. So the ability to see chakras and auras and ghosts and spirits and even interdimensional beings, even though I didn't know that that's what I was seeing. Um, and then, you know, it was a process of going through depression and anxiety and feeling like I don't fit in and, you know, trying to find my place in the world Um I think everyone kind of goes through that process in their own awakening. Uh, And then, you know, through a series of abduction experiences, as well as really kind of trippy glitches in the matrix and many different downloads and past life regressions. Um, You know, I'm kind of at this place where I'm really just interested in exploring um, anything that has to do with quantum physics, spiritual awakening, and, you know, cosmic disclosure, just because that's where my experience uh, is in. But essentially, I would consider myself a channeler, or a psychic, and one thing that a lot of people don't know, or um, at least don't assume, is that um, I actually don't do any external research. So a lot of people say, oh, well, Dolores Cannon was talking all about that, did you read her book? And I'm like, no, I don't actually read any books or watch any documentaries on any of this stuff. And that really just keeps my channels as pure as possible. But it's beautiful because it's not my information that I'm tapping into. It's universal source. And I believe we all have that kind of direct connection. All we have to do is just listen. So I've really made it my mission to um, not only step into my power, but also show people that they have this power within them as well.
0: Hmm. Beautiful. That's beautiful. It's, it feels like that is the way of the future of, like, instead of looking, watching the news, right? Like, getting yep. our news externally, getting our news in here. And I keep getting this every time I see you do a video, I'm like, she's like the new a, a, a broadcaster of the future. She's like an anchor <laughs> or like an investigative reporter who's like, I'm on the front line. This is what's going on. <laughs> It's yeah. cool. It's exciting. <laughs> um, well, we have we have like seventeen and upwards people watching. Eighteen going up now. Um, anyone who's watching, if you want to chime in and ask a question as we go through this conversation, have at it. Um, but let's just start with, I guess, what's going on? Yeah. Where are we right now? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it's changing daily, right? It's just yeah. so much is happening. So, from your perspective, like, where are we in this process?
2: Well, it's, it's quite incredible because, um, you know, where we are is basically the great awakening. If you wanted to, to, you know, term it something or label it something, it would be the great awakening. And it's incredible because I've been very conscious in the past, say 10 years, especially since 2011, 2012. Well, I would even say 2010, um, super, super conscious uh, about what's happening in the information that's coming to me. And it's been very difficult to validate a lot of the information and the pieces of the puzzle, especially the ones, the pieces that the Galactic Federation and all of my Galactic family members have been giving me because there's no context to what they've been giving me. But I'll tell you that right now at this time, every single piece of the puzzle that they've given me is all coming together together like in just a rush of energy uh Mm -hmm. so i feel like i've been preparing for this to be that that broadcaster that that news reporter um for about 10 years now and at the same time i feel like the rest of the world has been preparing for this shift their entire lives if not many many lifetimes on this planet so even though at a uh, micro level it feels like things are shifting so rapidly, at a macro level things, um, this is the plan, I mean this is the prophecy, we're just kind of you know now finally walking through this predestined contract that humanity has had since ancient Atlantis and Mm Nimeria. So that's kind of my perspective on what's really going on and I think everyone at this time on the planet has different levels of conscious awareness so they're all experiencing simultaneously different realities. Um, and I just explained this on my recent podcast. Uh, where you know the third dimension perception, the fourth dimension perception, and the fifth dimension perception—these um, three different, very different layers of you know perception on what's really happening on the planet—and I find that you know people who are a little bit more awakened, or should I say, a lot more awakened, have that very excited energy, right? Like I am so excited, even before all of this stuff happened. Um, I've just been feeling this buildup of excitement and sometimes it turns to anxiety just because it's a very thin line between excitement and anxiety. Um, But yeah, it's, it's been quite incredible. That's kind of my take on what's really going on right now.
1: Mm. So can I ask for the people that don't know maybe your background, what is the Galactic Federation?
2: Yeah, great question. So trust me, I didn't know any of this stuff too when I first got uh, contacted Um, The Galactic Federation is basically a government system for all of the good extraterrestrials out there in the universe. Um, They first came to me back in 2011, and it was a Palladian being that came to me um, in the astral who kind of invited me to one of these first Galactic Federation meetings, and they told me about you know, the 144,000, you know, star seeds, volunteers. And they told me about this big event that was about to happen. Uh, so they told me about a lot of things that I had no idea about. Once again, it's kind of all coming together right now. Um, but yeah, so the Galactic Federation is basically a government system for the good guys out there in the universe. And I was quite disappointed to hear that we needed a government system out there in the universe. Um, I was like, you guys are eighth dimensional Palladians and you need a structure, you need a government (laughs) system. You can't just govern yourselves independently. But they explained to me that because we have the um, malevolent or, you know, the not so good beings, the lower vibrational beings in the universe, um, and they're very service to self, which means that they'll just rampage a whole civilization for their own gains, we need some sort of structure in place. To prevent them from just ruling the universe right so it really all comes down to this binary you know polarized universe and the fact that you know if you have light you
1: gotta have dark and that's kind of
2: what keeps the wheel spinning
1: so what types of beings are a part of the galactic federation
2: oh my goodness like an infinite number of beings it's really incredible and a lot of people you know, have these preconceived notions around say the reptilians or the Anunnaki or the greys being just bad, but we need to realize that every single species in the entire universe, which is pretty much an infinite number of species, Mm -hmm. um, you know, they have good and bad in every single one, right? Just like human beings, we've got good, we've got bad, everything in between. Um, so you know there are some supposedly dark species that are also individually a part of the galactic federation because they're just here for the oneness they're just here for the the you know co-creation right of
1: consciousness so um yeah that was but, literally but... shared to me days ago
0: yeah no way days ago um, the yeah reptilians
1: yeah mm-hmm. okay good
2: good yeah. yeah i mean they're you know <laughs> i've definitely dealt with a lot of reptilian energy in my life um, a lot of psychic attacks but Um, Yeah, I've also dealt with really beautiful, you know, reptilian beings who are a part of the Galactic Federation, and they've shown me underground bases and, you know, where to kind of destroy them or kind of send them light or what have you. Um, So yeah, so we can't really be judgmental in that way, uh, either. But I would say some of the the ones that are helping humanity the most right now, uh, the Palladians, I would say that's probably the number one species on the planet who are helping us. And in a way, they're very tangible, um, which means that they're very relatable to human beings. Not only do they look very human, but their level of emotion and compassion and even physicality is very mirroring and very similar mm-hmm. to human beings. Mm-hmm. Um We've got a lot of angels and angelic beings. So I always say, regardless of your religious beliefs, angels do exist. Um, So we've got a lot of beautiful angels around us too, doing a lot of healing work, grid work, collective conscious work. And then we do have a lot of Anunnaki who kind of didn't really start out so great on this planet, who are kind of coming back around to complete some of that old karma that they created right, by helping us, um, which is really beautiful. And then we've got a lot of the greys who are working with humans and um, the next evolutionary step of the human being. So the hybrid project, I work a lot with the greys in the hybrid project, even though I don't talk about it a lot because we're kind of not there yet. <laughs> Can it- I um, ask you a
1: question on that? Yeah. Yeah. Are there multiple different types of greys? Because I've seen small greys.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, my goodness. There's like an infinite number of different types of greys. So it's kind of like... It's kind of like saying, um, oh, that's a human, you know what I mean? But there's multiple different types types of humans humans as well, right? So uh, even saying, oh, well, I interacted with the tall whites. It's like, well, we're just labeling them tall and white because that's what (laughs) they look like, but that's really not their species. And I... Like I just differentiate the grays between the agreeable grays and the disagreeable grays, because, yeah. you know, literally in the universe there's so many different types and strains and species of gray. that it's very difficult to differentiate. Um, like I personally work with obviously the agreeable ones and within the agreeable species, and I call them the Zeta, right? Cause they're from Zeta reticuli. Um, there's three different heights. So there's mm-hmm. the short, small grays, the medium height grays, and then the tall grays. Um, And that's, it's so interesting. It's actually based on their ranking system. Ah. So I had to ask them this question because I was curious myself Um, and I said, Okay, so basically, what I know is that the short grays are kind of more of like the worker grays. Like, yeah. they'll do like a lot of the front end of the abduction. They'll, they'll, they'll kind of just do the grunt work because they're a little bit more simple in a sense. Okay, but it doesn't mean they're any lesser. Um, the medium grays, I consider to be the managers of the short grays. Okay, yeah. so they're kind of the middleman. Um, and then the tall grays, which are few and far between, are the ambassadors, the leaders. Um, I myself was a tall gray ambassador in a very long ago past life. And that's kind of where I got connected with them and also where I learned all about free energy technology and um, quantum physics because they are all about that. So they teach me about that all the time. Um, And so they told me that the only way to differentiate the grays because they're all technically clones of one another is the height. Right. (gasps) Their faces all look the same. Their skin tones all the same. They don't have any distinctive marks the short grades, the only difference between them and the tall grades is their height, right? That's the yeah. only thing that they could really play upon to kind of have different ranking systems, um, which is really interesting.
0: That's really cool. Thank you yeah. for answering that. Yeah. So cool. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It's so fun. Um, <laughs> I we, could sit here all day with yeah, you no, and truly. just <laughs> ask you questions, but it's not appropriate. I feel like so. we're going into a whole new world. It's amazing. Um, you mentioned the hybrid project. What is that? Can you speak about that?
2: Yeah. Okay this may trigger people i'm just going to pre-warn people um, i'm so excited uh-huh. people have gotten mad at me for talking about this before and um so basically the hybrid project it has been prophesized for a very long time that humans are going to go from our current state of being right now as we know it to a next, the next evolutionary step. And we've actually all been preparing for this for quite some time. And part of the cosmic disclosure is getting us prepared to actually bring these hybrid beings in. I'm not saying that there aren't already aliens and hybrids and other kind of beings on the planet, which there are, but I'm talking about this one species, one race in particular. They are called the Esasani or the Sasani, really depends on who you're talking to. Uh, same thing though. And they are half human, half gray, okay? So um, it's been prophesized for a very long time by the Galactic Federation. This is not the gray agenda. This is, you know, the prophecy of the human beings of where we're going to. So essentially, you know, you take the human genome, you take the gray genome, you bring them together. That means that, um, you know, we'll be a, a lot taller in general, um, bigger eyes, more of a slender face, slender nose, Um, still kind of the pinkish skin, but almost like a gray pinkish skin, Um, still have hair, uh, but yeah, quite big eyes. And then our IQ is going to freaking skyrocket because of them. So I'm thinking that our IQ is going to go to probably 200 to 250. Um, Mm -hmm. Right now, I think average we're at like 70 to 80. Like I'm not really sure, but uh, yeah, it's a pretty big uh, quantum leap. And then also the funny thing is, is that the greys, you know, currently they don't have sex organs and they also don't eat food the way that we do. So they're going to now, you know, in this combination species uh, be able to eat food and process food, but in a much more efficient way so that we don't have as much waste um, as well as uh, sex organs. They're going to also be able to have sex, which is very new and very different for them um, as, as a gray species. So, the reason why people get kind of pissed at me, I remember, I was at a conference last year in uh, New Mexico. And I was on a panel on a panel. And uh, this one woman, she stands up. I don't know if I can swear on this. But Oh, yeah, <laughs> we, we swear, swear all the, the time. time. Like, You're good. good. Okay, good, 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 good. <laughs> I've gotten in trouble. So <laughs> um, yeah, so she stands up and she's got the mic. And she's like, I have a question for Elizabeth April. And she's like, Elizabeth, it's fucked up that you think that um, you know humans uh, are just willing to allow these hybrids in. You know, people are getting abducted and impregnated against their will. Like it's fucked up that you're on their side, right? She's like, you know, you're all for the graves and you're you're mm-hmm. against the human beings. And so, you know, for me, I explained it this way. I said, mm-hmm. look. Think about way back when, when we were like cavemen and we didn't have the capacity to, you know, have fire or even have tools, okay? That was like the Neanderthal version of humanity. Well, if we never got genetically manipulated, if we were never kind of um, uh, influenced by interdimensional beings, then guess what? We would still be those Neanderthal Mm -hmm. beings today, right? So. Do you want to go back to being a caveman just because you don't want us being, you know, influenced by the interdimensionals, or do you actually want to evolve your species, right? And so, you know, she didn't really have anything to say after that. But that's my perspective, right? We are already hybrids. We're just mm-hmm. taking this Was next it? evolutionary leap. You know, yeah. do you want to have DNA activations and light code, you know, evolvements? Yeah, absolutely. You know, who says no to evolvement, right? So they're not coming to take over the planet. We're just gonna be evolving to that kind of direction in that species, right? And we've all agreed upon all of that in our contracts.
1: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It was part of the agreement, right? So it wouldn't be happening if it wasn't. (laughs) Wasn't exactly
0: were was that what the Anunnaki was didn't they like have an influence in us, like in our beings? Like in our humanness, essentially. Evolvement. Yeah. So um Because
2: I have the ability to astral travel and remote view, and I learned this at around the age of 18, um, I was really curious. I'm like, let's just go back in time, right? Uh, So I went back to like Jesus era. I went back to ancient Maya. I went back to ancient Egypt. I went back, you know, to ancient Greece. Like I wanted to really know what was going on back then. And I was shocked because once again I don't do any external research. Shocked to see giant humanoids walking around with little mm-hmm. tiny humans back in ancient Egypt, as well as full full blown ten feet tall dinosaur looking, you know, beings who were also walking around with human beings back then. And the more and more I dove into the ancient human history, the more and more I realized that our genetic code has been spliced over and over and over again by a variety of different species. So back in ancient Atlantis and Mymeria, it was the Palladians. The beings who inhabited ancient Atlantis and Mymeria were like 80% DNA Palladian and 20% DNA humanoid, right, or um, Neanderthal, and they needed to have that 20% to anchor in their frequency to this third dimension density. Um, So, I mean, we have, I believe we have Palladian in us, we have angelic DNA within us. I believe we have Anunnaki DNA within us. I believe obviously we have reptilian, right? That good old fight or flight reptilian Mm -hmm. brain we have. You know, I believe we have a bit of gray in us. And then of course we have the Neanderthal, right? So if you think about it, we have 10th dimensional DNA. We have 8th dimensional DNA. We have 4th dimensional DNA. We have 6th dimensional DNA. We have that Neanderthal 3rd dimensional DNA. And what people don't realize is that we only ever use 10% of our DNA. And that's scientifically proven that that other 90% is junk. Oh, don't worry about that stuff. You know, but I'm worrying about it. And I really do believe that that 90% is the interdimensional um, aspect of ourselves. And I feel like one of my purpose or one of my missions on the planet is to help people unlock, you know, the DNA that's always been within them. That's why I believe everyone is psychic. Everyone can remote view. Everyone connect. connect to the cosmos everyone has you know interdimensional family and lineage and spirit guides
1: you know Mm -hmm. i love that i have a question about that actually so i channel um a collection of energies called the arc nine they're nine arcturians and a lot of people that we work with alexa and i work with when we when i channel have said that they've started channeling like in Mm -hmm. out an outrageous number. Right. And I think this is so cool. So what's been downloaded to me is that I'm starting to teach other people how to do this, how to channel. Mm -hmm. So my question for you is I know that everybody's coming online right now with their gifts and things like that. Um, But what is your experience with watching people turn on essentially, or turn their gifts on or channel or spontaneous activations that are (laughs) happening? What are your views on that?
2: Yeah, 100%, great question. Um, Just like you mentioned, so many people are getting activated right now at this time, and it can be quite shocking for a lot of people as well, um, because it's kind of everything all at once. Now, typically I find, and this is, you know, I've had clients all over the world for probably, I don't know, six or seven years now. And, you know, even back then, I found these, these spontaneous channelings or spontaneous awakenings And for a lot of people, it was very difficult to integrate and very hard to comprehend. And typically, a lot of the spontaneous awakenings came through a very um, traumatic moment. So maybe it was their father passing away. Maybe it was an extreme um, car, car accident that they had. Maybe it was them breaking their leg. But typically, when you kind of surrender completely, and you kind of fall completely, and you totally rip away every aspect of your reality completely. Mm -hmm. That's when you have the awakening, because you're in a place where you're not recreating old paradigms, you're open to a new one. And that's what I believe that everything that's happening right now on the planet, I believe that that's pushing everyone into this spontaneous awakening. Um, I also believe that the gamma rays and the vibration, the Schumann resonance of the planet as well is also at such a point where it's very easy for people to kind of hop into that paradigm. Um, But I get, you know, especially since that video I did a couple weeks ago, I'm getting messages every day of people saying, Oh my goodness, you know, um, you know, I was asleep before and then I found one of your videos and you said everything that was on my mind, you know, my whole life, which is incredible Um, um, and I feel like most of the time people are just kind of scared to hop into that paradigm because they feel alone in it. Um, and I think that people have paranormal, uh, psychic, intuitive experiences almost on a daily basis, but they're like, oh yeah, what was that thing? Oh, that was nothing. Don't worry about that. You know, they yeah. convince themselves that these things don't exist because of that fear. And nowadays it's like, oh, there's a whole community of other people who are all going through the same thing, and that makes them feel a little bit better as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just like… Do you have more um, questions? <laughs> no, I have so many questions. It's ridiculous. Well, let me let me take a question from our listeners because we have some coming in. Um, Julie Shin Chang says, Easter seems like a significant day in terms of this lockdown and the silent war. Is there something going on this weekend?
2: Mm-hmm. yeah that's a great question um, i I've been feeling the same thing like this kind of buildup to this day um, and I haven't fully channeled it I should say but the one thing that has come through to me in a very strong validation is this concept of Christ consciousness right mm-hmm so I was raised Catholic, but I still forget really what Easter was, but I think it was like uh, Jesus coming back, right? Was that, that that's what he, yeah. So, so sure. the messages that I've been receiving is that this this vibrational frequency of Christ consciousness is actually going to be coming back. And that's kind of like the first day of this new ascension. Now, it doesn't mean that all of a sudden the entire world's going to be in 5D. It also doesn't mean that all of you as lightworkers and teachers are spontaneously going to be in 5D all the time because the second that we have this expectation on ourselves that it's 5D and it's butterflies and rainbows, and then you have a bad day, you're going to be hating on yourself for having a bad day. So we, I believe, are still going to be in a massive amount of flux until 2024. Like right now, we are seeing the entire planet collapse its old systems at a physical third dimension level. We need to do that. After 2024 is going to be the rebirth of the new systems on the planet, but it doesn't mean you have to wait till 2024 to ascend to that fifth dimensional frequency. But it does mean that I think officially um, by Easter, we're going to be anchoring in that new collective consciousness so that it's almost like a a streamline like if you if you're ready and you want to go you can connect to that instantly because it's been anchored in up until now it's been a little bit ambivalent you know it's been a little mm-hmm. bit lucid you know it's been there but not really there and we've been fighting with the you know, the the dark side for such a long time on this planet um, that, you know, every single time we get even closer to that, you know, they squash us again. And I feel like around Easter, we're going to have that Christ consciousness anchored in, and we'll be able to connect to that infinitely um, anytime you want. But also, once again, don't hold that expectation on yourself, or else, you know, you're just going to get thrown into disappointment if you're not always in that place.
1: I always do that with a full moon. I always like set my, my set my expectations for myself real high and then I'll get into an argument with somebody. And I'm like, the whole thing's ruined. Forget this month. So I need yeah. to
0: like, I, I, just relax,
1: <laughs> allow myself to be human.
0: I wanna also read a comment from Tammy Lip about what you were just speaking about, Elizabeth. Um it's so deep the significance of East, to Easter and Passover. Right now, which I was thinking about that too. I was raised Jewish um, and my Mm -hmm. uh, fiancé the other day was like talking about Passover and he started talking about – he for some reason he just started retelling me the story. And I'm like, oh, yeah, wow. Like this is really interesting, the parallel, because the the story Mm -hmm. is about – you know the the Jews like who are enslaved like leaving yep. be, becoming free leaving ah, Exodus and wow. it's very interesting like those two stories Easter and Passover and this time right now it's just yeah really wild um, very cool yeah um let's see okay can we talk um a little bit about the future. Like yeah. on your most recent video, I loved the whole part where you were talking about, you know, what's going to be happening basically from now to 2024 and all the possible changes. You were talking about everything from like education, yeah. Um, yeah. government. I, I am very interested personally in, and I think it's one thing you didn't touch on, which is community. Like how will we be living? Mm-hmm. That's a really big thing that's coming up for me yeah. personally. And I'm very <laughs> curious of your uh, insight on that.
2: Yeah, actually, I think I was driving somewhere and I was bored the other day and I'm like, hmm, I wonder what community is going to look like moving forward from this. And of course, my mind instantly goes to this beautiful utopia, you know, (laughs) self-sufficient, self-sustaining, like little community. And then, you know, and then, of course, the information comes in like that's not completely realistic uh, for every single human in the world to be in this beautiful, self-sustaining community. I believe that there's going to be far more of those kind of communities cropping up everywhere, which is beautiful and incredible. Um, but ultimately, kind of something that I've really um, connected with as far as moving forward is that we're going to go back to a very authentic a connected in-person type of community moving forward. Like we've really been, you know, moving very quickly on the technology train. And this is great because we can connect with people all over the world and we're definitely utilizing that. But at the same time, after this whole quarantine is over, We are going to be craving human to human connection, whatever that may mean. And that's going to really swing the pendulum over on the other end to say, wow, you know, we can get together in groups or we can do this. And there's going to be a far greater appreciation of that sort of community. Um, The other thing, too, that I want to bring up because it's just kind of coming up here. Is uh, years ago, I channeled. I was so worried about the kids, you know, of the future Mm -hmm. because I went to, I don't know what it was, like a library or, you know, restaurant or, you know, probably all of the places. And I would just see these parents sticking an iPad in front of their kid at like the age of two years old, or these kids at a dinner table watching TV or playing games and not interacting at all with their family. And I was so worried like so extremely worried for these poor kids and and how socially awkward they're going to be moving forward and and so I tapped in I'm like guys, please give me some good information like tell me what's up with these kids and this new generation and it was so incredible and it made me feel so good and basically what they said is that um, these kids okay are being so fed technology because in a way their parents in that generation didn't grow up with technology the way that their kids are So it's a bit of an overcompensation, right? Just like the kids who didn't grow up with money and then they give their kid everything because they want their kid to have what they didn't have. Anyway, and so these kids are going to have so much technology that literally the the guide said, by the time these kids are like 16, even like 18 years old, they're going to want nothing to do with technology. And all of the programs and all of the like even utilizing technology, but in an authentic community-based way because they're going to be sick of it. Like think about feeding your kid candy their entire childhood. When they're an adult, they don't want anything to do with candy. Mm -hmm. And so it was so beautiful to see that in one generation it's going to be swinging on one extreme end of technology all the way to the other end of really authentic connections. And then we're going to kind of end up somewhere in the middle within society where we have best of both worlds and we're actually utilizing technology for a solid, you know, authentic community-based connection.
0: Hmm.
2: That is awesome.
0: Yeah. You know what else you just, I just got from that, that you shared. I just got this overwhelming feeling of like see it all always balances out it all yep. we we as humans we constantly are so worried like oh if you do this like we even especially us like us like light workers <laughs> who are so tuned in right we're so worried about yeah. i i get like this is my fiance or with people i love my parents you know i'm yeah. like oh if you do this it's going to be so bad for you and yeah. and i just feel from what you're sharing and just like this energy of like you know it all always balances out show up Shine your light, do what you can do, but let everybody have their experience and know that everything is is balancing out one way or another. It's going to work out. And I think yeah. that's a really thank you for that.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah, there's there's uh, one thing that I want to mention just on that because yeah. this is a question that a lot of people have been asking me, and I just feel like I need to probably mention this uh, yes. if people don't watch my videos, which is about vaccines, right? so you're yeah. you're saying, oh, like, And the same thing with my wife, she's, you know, there's a lot of bad habits that she has. And at first I'm like, but that's not good for you. And like, don't do that or don't drink that or whatever. And now I'm like, you know what? You're creating your own reality. I got to let you go and figure that out on your own or what have you. Right. Mm -hmm. So as far as vaccines, right. A lot of people, a lot of parents ask me, you know, what about mandatory vaccines, especially with what's going on, but especially like, there's a lot of, um, you know, restrictions, even like this woman was telling me from Australia of if her kids aren't vaccinated, she doesn't get public funding. She isn't allowed, you know, in this organization or whatever. And it's really wild, the kind of sanctions that they're putting um, on vaccines or or not vaccines. And this is what I tell people. First of all, vaccines aren't great for you. Okay. It's kind of just the, you know, straight across the board. Yeah, they're not good. Right. But ultimately, ultimately. Our vibrational frequency can override any toxicity that we take in into our body, right? So literally by raising your vibration, you can get rid of things like a virus, like cancer, like heavy metals. You can do that with your body. And I always tell parents and clients, I was fully vaccinated as a kid, fully. I got all of them and I was still super psychic, right? And so, you know, they're also making links between, um, you know, uh, autism, right, and vaccines, which, once again, vaccines aren't great, but ultimately, that child in particular had contracts to have autism in their life. Whether that was caused by the vaccine or not, they signed up to get the vaccine as a sole contract in order to get them to this place so that they can learn whatever lessons they're you know their body or their existence and in incarnation needs to hold so yeah ultimately just being aware that whatever it is that you're putting in your body or whatever it is that your loved ones are doing you know allow them to learn that lesson and understand that ultimately they signed up for it and it's not your responsibility to save them from that and ultimately if we are forced to get vaccines or what have you um, we're able to override that and purge that out with our vibration because. We are vibrational beings first and foremost. And it is our vibration and intention that we create and create in every moment our physical biological existence.
0: Thank you so much. I feel like that came directly for me. That has been yeah. like one of my only real fears that's popped up through this whole thing is vaccination because it's mm-hmm. that feeling of yeah. like something's gonna be forced upon me. Other people in my life will want it. You know what I mean? Like. That feeling of like, I need everyone to know what I know, or I need to know what the right thing is to do. And I I think that is the most empowering thing you can say about vaccines. And uh, it wasn't just for me because there was so, there was so many hearts and stars and love going off for you during that of people like that was exactly what I needed to know. That was my question. Um. Thank you for bringing that through. Um, yeah. There is another question I wanted to bring up. Carrie Ann Schultz says, "Does the introduction of five G play into this? If so, what kind of impact mm-hmm. will it have on us?"
2: Okay. Yeah. So um, I definitely. And how can we
0: avoid any negative impact? Sorry. Just want yep, to add that. Yep.
2: Great question. Um, so I definitely do believe that. I mean, it's quite obvious actually that they're rolling out five G technology internationally um, throughout this coronavirus. Yeah. And so I mean that's that's very clear. I mean I've never gotten so many 5G advertisements in my life since when this all started and I feel like they're kind of slipping it under the veil mm. through all of this fear. Um I think that there's a lot of negative effects on the body that 5G has, especially because it is a disharmonic vibrational frequency at at around 60 hertz, which, you know, takes oxygen away from the air. You know, so a lot of the symptoms that people are having with the virus, like, uh, you know, trouble breathing and stuff like that is actually um, due in part to the 5G that's being rolled out. Is, is it just 5G? No, I don't think so. I think there's definitely some, some other things going on here. Um, so I asked the, the Galactic Federation, I said, what's going on with 5G? Like, what, like what should we be doing? And they basically told me that um, the world governments are going to try and get away with it, kind of like this one last ditch attempt to kind of bring down the population. Um, but if for whatever reason, the Galactic Federation said that they're going to stop them. So I'm really hoping that they're going to do that. And they, they have a lot of you know technology and powers on their end. Um, they basically said that they're going to try and you know, roll this out, and basically the GFL is going to you know hold that back. Um, they are rolling it out for sure, and I do think that it's it's turned on in a lot of countries and a lot of places, and it is creating a lot of illness um, in a lot of places as well. But the other thing too that came to me just yesterday was, um, and so who knows, right? Fake news or whatever, right? But um, they said that they've now contained the virus or that their numbers are dropping in Wuhan, China. And I know that Wuhan was the first place that they rolled out the mass amount of 5G. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, you know, instantly when I heard that, I said, if it's true that these numbers are dropping in Wuhan, then it may mean that the GFL has stepped in and actually disabled the 5G if numbers are dropping, right? Because there's, you know, we're going to only continue to get sick if it's because of 5G. So who knows, right? Um, so that's, that's just kind of the information that I've tidbits here and there. But I also want to say too, I, I do have a video on uh, YouTube about this. It's probably a 10 minute video. And I draw on a whiteboard. I'm definitely a very skilled artist with my little stick figures, but I draw on a whiteboard and I um, explain How with your vibrational frequency, with your aura, you can neutralize EMF, electromagnetic frequency, you can neutralize Wi-Fi, you can neutralize 5G, you can do that, all 5G is, is an electromagnetic wave of energy. All we are is an electromagnetic wave of energy, right? So as long as we're working with our vibration in a certain capacity, once again, we can override the 5G um, with our vibration. That's not a permanent solution. That's just a temporary, you know, fix in a way. So say, for example, if you have one city where 5G was turned on and you have 100,000 citizens and 60,000 of them get sick, and 40,000 of them are healthy, it could may mean that the 40,000 actually have a certain vibrational frequency that overrides the frequency of 5G. It's just something to think about, but 100%, I know that we are far more powerful than something like that um, that's going on. Once again, it's not a long-term solution, but we need to know that we do have that capacity within us.
1: You know what I love, Alexa? What? Other intuitives that do things that I don't typically do. Ooh, like what? Like pet readings. You know,
0: Jamie? <gasps> is this Jamie? You know, Jamie? It is Jamie. <laughs> Jamie D. Intuitive. Love her. Yeah, I love her because she
1: is able to connect to different animals and pets with such ease. Didn't she give you a reading for your pet?
0: She's actually given me two to three readings, and each one has given me such specific information about my dog. Actually, like before our first reading, I was really sad because my dog was like not wanting to play at all and seemed really lethargic. And I was sad because I was feeling disconnected from my dog. And Jamie told me the specific type of toy that she said my dog wanted. And I was like, "She, I don't know she'll play with that. But I got the toy and now my dog is so active. My dog has actually lost weight because she's running around so much playing with this toy that I didn't even know she wanted. Didn't your dog have a health issue too that Jamie helped you with? Actually, my dog and my parents' dog both had health issues and Jamie told me what was going on with both of them. It was so comforting, you know, because when a human is sick, like they can actually talk and kind of tell you what they're feeling and what they're experiencing. But when an animal is sick, they can't actually tell you what's going on. So it's so helpful in that moment to have an animal intuitive who can really feel into like actually what's going on and be a translator between the animal and the human. Where can we find Jamie? You can go to Jamie's website, Jamie D. Intuitive, to book a pet reading with her. She also does regular readings, and she's amazing. Definitely check her out, jamiedintuitive.com, and tell her that we sent you. I love the way that you're communicating this, like, power, because it's it, we're so – I think we're just – There's so many things in the world that we could be afraid of. There's so many things in the world that we, you know, and I think especially as lightworkers or intuitives, when we know and we hear and we feel that something is coming, right, it becomes like, oh, like what am I going to do about this? And I think this reminder that we are more powerful than all of it um, is is huge. And everybody's just saying – Maribel is saying this is such great news that we, when we ri- raise our vibration, we can rise above the negative effects of the vaccine. Tammy says this just validated my own intuition. Nicolette yeah. Smith asks, what are some easy ways to raise your vibration?
2: Yeah, great question. Great question. I also believe that unlocking your cosmic and interdimensional DNA Uh, also comes down to raising your vibration, right? So when your vibration gets to a certain point, you become more psychic, you become more empathic, you become more intuitive, um, and you become more connected, right? It's just because you're unlocking that DNA with the raising of your vibration. So there's a lot that I could say about how to raise your vibration, right? There's a lot that I could say. But the one thing that I think everyone needs to know right now is that, okay, two things, two things, okay. One Please be aware consciously of the choices that you're making in your life, Mm -hmm. whether that be a choice to have, you know, I always use this example like kombucha or beer. Right. It's a choice. Mm -hmm. It's a simple choice. Mm -hmm. But so be aware of the choices that you're making because you're a conscious being who is creating your reality and every choice that you're making and every thought that you're thinking is projected into your reality, and it creates what you have in the next moment, right? So Mm. be, please be consciously aware of the choices that you're making. But also, and this is kind of where it gets a little bit tricky, but this is the most powerful point of it. It's not about the choice itself, okay? So say, for example, you've got kombucha, and you've got beer in the fridge, right? Right. And uh, so naturally, objectively, without our perception, without our action, without our thoughts the beer has a naturally lower vibrational frequency because of the alcohol, just naturally organically, um, objectively. Okay. The kombucha yet has a tiny bit of alcohol or whatever, but it's got a naturally higher vibrational frequency just objectively. Okay. Now the second that we perceive that choice in our life, it changes the vibration of the thing itself. So I'll give you an example. If you go to, you know, open the fridge and you're like, Oh man, my wife always makes me drink this shit, you know, and if she sees me drinking a beer then you know I'm going to have hell to pay, so I might as well drink the kombucha. I hate this shit, but I'm going to drink it. So if you choose the kombucha through obligation, through fear, through judgment, right. through attachment, through whatever, guess what you're doing? There's something that's naturally objectively a high vibrational thing. With mm. your perception, you're lowering the thing itself. But if you're like you know what, it's been a long, hard week and it's a nice hot day out there. And the thing that would just cherry on top would be a nice cold beer. Go grab the beer. Just to a naturally low vibrational thing. You're raising its vibration, right? This is where we need to get away from the paradigms and the dogma of, you have to be vegan to be spiritual or you have to make this choice to be you know aligned or you have to meditate three hours a day to to be connected you don't it's about the vibration behind your choices and not the choice itself which means that we need to start taking responsibility of the perception and the thoughts of the choices that we're making it's not about the well i'm doing all the things this is what i hear all the time from my clients but i'm doing yoga every day and i'm meditating and i'm this and i'm that or someone who wants to lose weight but i'm eating all the right things, and I'm exercising three hours a day, why aren't I still losing the weight? It's because the weight is an emotional attachment, right? Mm. How do you feel when you do these things? Are you doing them through obligation? Then you're not getting anywhere, right? That's where you need to really have that discernment. You need to really deep dive into yourself, and you need to understand, how do I feel about this choice? Not just, is this choice right or wrong? Because Mm. who's right or wrong? Whose game are you playing when you're making choices?
0: Huge response from the crowd on that one. Everybody's going crazy. This yeah. feels so reassuring. That, Love this. Bless it. Yes, 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 yes. Self-judgment. Yeah.
2: That's how you raise your vibration. Take responsibility over the choices that you're making based on the vibration that you're putting into the choices. Yeah. So follow your excitement when it comes down to your choice because that excitement and it's more of a it's more of a deep um soul excitement than a short ego excitement, because that's also important to discern between as well. It's like, oh, well, it it excites me to eat a whole bag of chips, but does that excite your soul, right? Does that really resonate with you? So that's when it comes down to listening to your intuition, listening to your soul, more so than listening to that autopilot programming and that ego reaction.
1: And I think it also comes down to not beating yourself up emotionally or mentally, if you do slip, because that's just perpetuating the negative, Mm -hmm. the the admission that you don't want, you know, the feeling that you don't want to have, you're just lowering your vibration more and more.
2: And the only, the only kind of paradigm where you beat yourself up for something is when you have prior expectations to the outcome of that thing itself. If you live your life with no expectations, like say, for example, it's like, Friday night and it's date night between you and your husband or whatever. And you're like, Oh, this is going to be great. You know, it's going to be romantic. We're going to have a great meal and everything goes to shit, you know, mm-hmm. and that's going to incur a lot of disappointment. But if you go into date night saying we could just Netflix and chill Or do nothing at all and I'd be like happy, you know, and it's not about like lowering your standards by any means. It's about not having any standards at all and just going one day at a time, one moment at a time and living life without that attachment or expectations. And right now, everyone's reality is switched. No one is living their typical, you know, uh, uh, you know, autopilot programming. Everyone's reality is switched, which means no one is expecting anything in the next moment. We don't even know what tomorrow holds. And the best way possible, that's allowing us to kind of enter into this infinite realm of possibilities so that we can co-create any reality we want to to create. So I always tell people that right now is the time to manifest. You know, you would think it's the complete opposite. Now is the time to survive, you know. No, now is the time to Thrive and uh, and one kind of point that I want to make with the manifestation is we've got ninety percent of the world out there who is in chaos frequency, okay? And that's what I that's what I see fear as. It's this chaos. It's like, oh no, what's happening? Is this is my family going to be okay? Am I going to get food? Is it toilet paper? You know, whatever. This, is <laughs> this chaos. This chaos frequency of worrying about all the different parallel, you know, timelines and realities. And if you're like. I'm good, and this is what I want. If you're clear about that and you're confident about that, you just streamline through all of the chaos projection, and you're no longer fighting with anyone's projection of their reality because no one's creating their reality. They're stuck Mm -hmm. in chaos. Your one thought of manifestation. It's going to come around tenfold times faster than it ever has before because you're not competing with the reality space of anyone else because everyone else is stuck in chaos, if
1: that makes sense.
0: Yeah, 100%. That's awesome. I just took like the deepest breath and that always happens when I feel like so, I, it just resonate with truth. I just took like the deepest breath from my belly. Felt
1: really Alexa good and I actually had a conversation this morning about expectations and how I need to let go of my expectations that I put yeah. on my husband. So thank you for that information. Yeah. I was like, okay, Amby, pay attention
0: here. She's talking to you, girl. Get I was, it together. I was thinking about that when she yeah. said that. Yeah.
1: Uh, I was like uh, hyper-focused, like, okay. <laughs> I'm listening.
0: Um I on this note kind of like while we're we have about like I don't know, a little over 10 minutes left. I have just one more question kind of on this topic. Since we are all stuck inside and we are – since we are all blessed to be in the space yeah, we that we're in actually, which I believe – I've been saying this on the podcast. I actually believe we're more free now than we ever were. Like we were in this illusion of freedom when we were able to yeah. go outside, but it was truly just yeah. an illusion. We were really enslaved because we didn't have time for our family. We didn't have time to like live our lives yeah. or do what we wanted. And now it's the inverse. It's the illusion of being not free and we're actually really free. hundred percent. Um, so my question is though, while we are in this container, while we are in this transformative space and this chrysalis, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it, um, a lot of old stuff is coming up like waves, you know, like we have, I've been feeling it's like some days I feel so good and some days I just feel like, whoa, whoa, like where is this coming from? (laughs) So what do you, what's your perspective on, you know, transcending old patterns, like old Mm -hmm. limiting patterns that just keep coming back up? Like what is your, um... Yeah. What is the best way you think to transcend those and release those?
2: Great question. This is awesome. And it's going to be so helpful for everyone. And uh, funnily enough, or synchronistically enough, I was working on this in my sleep last night. And just by you bringing up the question, I'm like, oh, I made a breakthrough last night. And you know how you have a dream, but you forget about it. Yeah, totally. So I was working on how to transmute the old paradigms, right? Like literally verbatim. And, uh, and it's so beautiful. And this is like, this is the fastest way to do it. So I want to give a good example. Okay, so okay, so that's a good example. There's so many (laughs) examples. Okay, so let's do the example of like stubbing your toe, right? And say, for example, in a past lifetime, you ended up getting gout for whatever reason, and your toe fell off, or whatever, it was really painful, and you couldn't walk, and what have you, and you stub your toe, and you re incur this old injury from a past lifetime. So the thing is, we all get stuck in the symptom of the old energy right oh why me why do i keep getting cheated on why do i keep dropping all my you know nice china or why do i keep mm-hmm. stepping my toe or why do i keep reoccurring the same injury right we get so stuck in the victim we get so stuck in the the symptom right of the purge itself that we're unable to move on and so what what we need to do is when we feel a reaction come on that is um, like Uh, that is unrelated to the current predicament. Like you stub your toe and there's this huge reaction. You feel like you want to cry and get angry and all the things. And you're like, I just stubbed my toe. It's not a big deal. But the reaction is far greater than the action itself. That's when you know, oh, there's something deeper here. So the first step is recognize that there's something deeper going on. Recognize that there is something there that you need to purge out. And then the second step, and this is kind of where you complete the circle, is understand what lesson you're learning. Why do I get, keep getting cheated on? Oh, because I don't believe that I'm good enough for that love. Oh, so I'm lacking self-love within myself or what have you, mm-hmm. right? Once you understand conceptually the lesson that you're learning based on the emotion, you can actually complete it full circle. Oh, and then I did this and that. You know, I did this when I was 20, and I that happened when I was 16, and that happened when I was 35, and wow, look at that, and this is the lesson I had to learn every single time. Most of the time, we get stuck in the symptom of it, the pain of it, and we distract ourselves from it. We suppress it, and like you said, this is the perfect time to deep dive into those feelings and emotions, so it's not just... You know, oh, this feels really bad. But why? Why does this Mm -hmm. feel really bad? What's really going on here? So if you really take a look at the repeated patterns and the lesson, you can complete that lesson by saying, oh, I'm just trying to learn self-love. Great. So what am I going to do moving forward to learn that? I'm going to love myself every day, right? And then put action behind what really matters, not just action and reaction behind the symptom of what you're trying to purge out.
1: Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah.
0: Yes, totally makes yeah. sense. To me. Powerful. Everybody yeah. is saying, "Oh my god, I love that. This is so powerful. This is so good." Everybody's loving it. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: Amby, did you have any other questions? I do. I have
1: a question. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'd like to know what are some of your daily practices that you'd like to share that maybe other people could use as well.
2: Okay. So, I really don't have a routine at all. I I just really, I'm just not that type of person. I don't, you know, wake up and get turmeric tea and stretch and, you know, and I've gone through periods of that. But like my number one thing is every single day I wake up and I ask my physical self, my body, my human, what do you need today? Is it stretching? Is it Netflix and chilling? Is it video games? Is it journaling? Is it, you know, uh, going outside in nature? Like, what do you need, right? So I would say for everyone, get, get rid of routines, but we, we kind of all are in this place mm-hmm. of getting rid of routines. Check in with yourself every day. The only other thing that I kind of do as a routine every day is I try and keep myself in a state of meditation with every activity that I'm doing Um, And I definitely, like, I'm still a human, I get triggered. And there are things that, you know, upset me and things that kind of, you know, throw me back into the 3D. Um, But ultimately, if I'm answering emails, or if I'm doing yoga, or if I'm, working out or walking in nature, I try and always kind of have this neutral point uh, within my mind space, right? So, you know, getting away from reaction and just kind of becoming the objective observer. So a lot of people are like, oh, Elizabeth, do you meditate hours a day, you know, to get to where you are? And and I'm like, I've spent lifetimes doing that. And now I'm just meditating from moment to moment, you know, and that's kind of the way that I live. And that's where I really listen to my intuition, right? If I'm going to go and pick up a book, It's like, oh, don't read that book, read this book. And I'm listening instead of acting and reacting because I'm always in that state of meditation. Like I said, it's not an always thing and I try not to have that expectation, um, but that's the best place that I can really be in to listen to myself, uh, once again, my spiritual, my soul, but also my human. And it's really important right now that we are all grounding um, and really kind of getting into the human and understanding what that human needs as well and recalibrating and reconnecting with the human because like you were mentioning, you know, the work and the kids and and the this and did that, you know, we haven't been taking care of our spiritual selves, let alone our own human selves as well. Mm.
1: Mm.
0: That's awesome. Thank you. Wonderful. I love that. Um, uh, one more question before we wrap up, real quick, it just came to me. Um, I've heard a lot of people, and even we've been talking about it, about just having really weird bodily symptoms recently, just like weird headaches, yes. crazy. For yeah. me, I've been feeling like, I can't even explain it, like, not, not nauseous, but just weird things going in and kind of my stomach, almost a feeling like when you're dropping off of like an elevator or like a roller coaster. Uh, and then all of a sudden yeah. you're like, Whoa, like what's happening? Like just weird things in the body. Can you speak a little bit about that for anyone who might be experiencing that and thinking something's wrong with them?
2: Great question. Honestly, I would say probably like 99% of the entire population on the planet is experiencing some sort of symptoms. The main ones that I've been hearing are um, major extreme headaches Um exhaustion and really weird aches and pains in the body. Um, I've experienced a couple of these, but I've ex- been experiencing those, you know, more so in the past couple of years than right now. Um, really, there's two things that it comes down to and, you know, oh, like almost exactly for everyone it's these two things but take it or leave it as always um one is literally just ascension symptoms like you were getting upgraded um right when you were talking about your stomach and the weird kind of flips and the the weird kind of push and pull um that's your solar plexus upgrading right instantly i got that message that it has everything to do with your solar plexus and that diaphragm energy um so we're upgrading our energy we're purging out our old stuff like um also, your body's very sensitive right now. So any foods that you eat that you're like, mm, I shouldn't be eating this, but I'm going to eat it anyway, which is definitely yeah. me. And then an that hour totally later, you're makes like, oh, I'm just re- to me.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. instantly yeah. your body's rejecting anything that isn't in alignment with the vibration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we could get away with eating a whole bag of chips in the past. But nowadays, no freaking way your body <laughs> is going to instantly reject it. So we're, we're going through energetic upgrades. Yeah, that's one huge part of it. The second part, especially with the headaches and the ear ringings, okay, Mm -hmm. and the hand things, okay, people who are having these things are going to understand, we're actually going through a shift between seven chakra system to the 13 chakra system. So people need to realize that we're transcending the matrix we're moving from the seven chakra system, which was really just always a placeholder. That's why it's traditional. That's what I'm saying to people who are getting into Reiki. It's like, get into energy healing, but understand that Reiki isn't the only thing that you need to be getting into. Um, this 13 chakra system includes hand chakras opening, which means we're all stepping into being a healer. Uh, this could mean lack of circulation and cold hands more often. It could also mean really hot hands more often. And it could also mean pains really extreme pains in the hands or the wrists, okay, that's your energy moving through these two chakras. Um, The ear chakras are also opening as well in the 13 chakra system. That means ringing in the ears, popping in the ears, pain in the ears, uh, clogging in the ears, okay? Um, And that, of course, the ears are related to the nose and the throat as well. So your nose, your septum could also be clogged, your throat could be hurting. It's all related. Um, And then the...
0: Sorry, what about like taste changes? Teeth. Oh, taste. Um, Okay, you bring up a good point.
2: Our senses, our five senses are heightening really extremely and very oddly at this time. Um, Like I just walk around places and I get really weird smells. Sounds are way louder for me than they ever have been before. Taste changes as well. Uh, Just really odd, really odd sensational changes because everything's being heightened. So I'm glad you brought that up. Um, yeah. And then I just want to mention too, uh, and then the crown chakra, okay, there's two extra chakras that are being opened up above the crown chakra, which has everyone in headaches, right? Everyone's like, I don't get headaches, and I'm having this headache. And it's because their two upper chakras are opening, which really just means you're going to be a lot more psychic and a lot more intuitive moving forward. Um, And then one last thing I want to mention about the symptoms is Uh, The pains, right, weird aches and pains in your body typically mean one of two things. One is you're purging out and you're releasing whatever is going on in that area, especially a lot of throat chakra stuff. You know, like you said, this perceived, you know, freedom or lack thereof. Now we're all kind of purging out the the holding of the the back of the communication and the expression. So we're purging that out. So aches and pains in certain areas of your body, just ask yourself, what does this mean? Or what am I learning? Or what am I purging? And all of that emotion or all of those feelings will be coming up. Um, Like I've been having really extreme pains in my wrists. And I looked into it just yesterday and it turns out that I was enslaved. In a past lifetime, for my beliefs, and I was in these um, metal shackles, and they were way too tight on me. And I'm actually purging it and releasing the past lifetimes that have been stuck in my wrists uh, since that past life. So just realize that we're kind of just purging out and upgrading all at the same time, and it's a lot. Typically, the symptoms that we're going through that that is stretched out over years, and we're getting it like all at once. You know, the upgrades and the purging simultaneously. For those of you who have done a lot of work, it's not going to be as extreme as everyone else who's been asleep.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Um, everybody is talking about every symptom they have in the world right now. Um, but yeah. they're all just saying, yeah, thank you. This is so clarifying. Um, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Elizabeth, this has just been incredible. Be- before we're going to ask you, like, where can people find you and all that? Is there anything else that you feel yes. super called to share before we? Wrap up
2: here? I think just the last thing that I've really been pushed to kind of uh, get people understanding is just how powerful you really are, right? Understanding that you are an infinite, vibrational, cosmic, interdimensional being who has far greater capacities than you've ever been taught in your entire life. Now is the time to start understanding this power, and now is the time to start utilizing this power. Uh, And I guess one more thing that's kind of popping in is it is not your responsibility to help the loved ones around you. When you do try and help the loved ones around you from suffering, you are only lowering your vibration and enabling them. It's a lose-lose situation the best thing that you can do is gently, beautifully, energetically separate yourself from the loved ones who are suffering, allow them to suffer because it's all a part of their own ego death and their own rise. Okay. And when you maintain that high vibrational frequency, you're helping the collective and you're helping the loved ones around you by understanding that there is light at the end of the tunnel and you are that light. The more you disempower yourself, the more you lower your vibration, um, the worse it is for everyone
0: involved. Mm. Powerful. Powerful note to end on. Thank you so much. Everybody already wants you back on the show. Um, (laughs) Of course. I wasn't surprised about that. Um, But uh, please tell everyone where they can find you and your amazing content and follow you and all that good stuff.
2: Yeah, for sure. So I'm on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Um, I would say YouTube's probably the best place. If you want to binge watch some content, um, definitely go there. I also have a YouTube membership program as well, um, where people can go and get exclusive content that I don't release to the public. Some things that I don't feel like everyone's ready for, um, I put into the membership. And then also I have a podcast as well. So if people are interested, they can look me up on Spotify or iTunes or whatever you're you know, podcast favorite, you know, platform is, and it's called
0: Expand
2: with Elizabeth April.
0: Thank you so much. Everyone is saying thank you so, so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Elizabeth. It was thank incredible you. to have you. Um, this is just such a blessing. And I think everyone feels incredibly uh, energized and <laughs> uplifted right now. So
2: thank you Good. For that. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. Thank you,
1: guys. This is great. Absolutely. Uh,
0: we love you all who are watching and listening. Thank you so much. And until next time, keep on blooming. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, guys.